Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Gordon Moore will be sharing the word uh, with us. Uh, he was meant to be with us on this particular weekend and I asked him to uh, record a message and, and send it through to us. And so uh, we'll be hearing him share the word today. Uh, Pastor Gordon Moore uh, was uh, planted a, a church uh, in Brisbane that grew from zero to over 2,000 people. Uh, he's also been on the executive of the C3 movement. He's uh, a great man of God, has a passion to see the church flourish and to see churches grow healthy and reach out to people. I know you're going to be blessed by the Word of God today, so why don't you open your heart, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Thank you. Hi Church, welcome to our online experience. And we know that we're meeting in hundreds of locations, homes and lounges all over our city and beyond. I want to call this message this morning, God's great love for me. Let's begin by reading, shall we, from Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 8. And it says this, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, even for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Can you remember a year ago, about this time, the vivid imagery of the undamaged cross amongst the charred ruins of the Notre Dame Church in Paris. It's amazing, isn't it? There this cross stood in amongst the black ruins, undeniable, crystal clear, unmistakable and indestructible. The thing about it was everyone talked about it all over the world, the newscasts, People were talking everywhere about how this church was burnt and yet this cross stood as a clarion, like a message of hope to the world. Then, of course, it led to other discussions about the role of the church and the importance of faith, the cross of Christ, how important. And again this month, even though it may look different in the way we celebrate our Anzac Day, we will see the symbol of the cross in all our ceremonies. You visit a grave and there's a cross on it. Why the cross? Why the centrality of this object? Why? Because we know our Anzacs died and sacrificed their lives to protect and ensure our freedoms. And so this is all done in the presence of the cross. And so it is this question that we ask today, why the cross? Why the cross as the such powerful symbol? Well, I believe it's because the cross of Christ evokes every noble 
attribute of sacrifice, service, and love, even toward those who are undeserving. Of course, this leads to the bigger question that we would ask, and that is this. Why did Jesus die on the cross? Well, of course, many people say, well, evil, corrupt people crucified an innocent person, and that is true. But that is not the reason the Bible teaches us why Jesus died on the cross. Yes, they were instruments of his crucifixion, but they were not the reason why Jesus died on the cross. The Bible tells us there are two main reasons why Jesus died on the cross. The first one is because of God's great love that Jesus died on the cross. In John 3:16, the Bible tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved, he gave his son. So the idea that people took Jesus's life is quite incorrect. It's actually because of God's gift of love that Jesus died on the cross. In John's Gospel, chapter 10, it says, No man takes my life from me, but I lay it down by myself. Wow, how great is God's love for you and me. The second reason why Jesus died on the cross was the fact of our sin. In Romans chapter 5, I've already read it. It refers to this, but God commends or demonstrates His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In our current series, we're talking about this great love. How great is His love? What does God's love look like? Well, here are a few ideas that might help us as we consider God's great love for us. The first idea that we need to understand is this. God is love. In the first epistle of John, it is written, and we have known and believed that the love God has for us, God is love. And he who dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. You see, for God, love is not just a noble idea, and it is, or a virtue that God seeks to embody, and it is, it is a virtue, or something that God seeks to exemplify, and He does. You see, God didn't do love. He doesn't just do love. He is love. God is love. Love is an attribute of God. It is an innate quality of life and His divine nature. God, therefore, can never be unloving or unkind or unreasonable, for His very nature is to love. And that is the main reason why Jesus died on the cross. Then flowing from this, we need to understand the second idea in the Scriptures, that God's love is always expressed through action, 
not just words. Words are important, but God did far more than just talk about his love. The Bible says he demonstrated his love. He gave his only son. Because God is love, his love then flows in demonstration. You cannot separate the two. God so loved, he gave. The cross, of course, is the highest point of revealing God's love. Why do you say that? Well, because firstly, God didn't just die for those who loved him. He died, the Bible says, for you and me who were his enemies. We were away from God. We did not care for God. We did not know God. We did not love him. Yet he died for us who did not love him. And the second idea, God didn't die for people that deserved his love. He died for people who did not deserve his love. While we were yet sinners, while we were yet ungodly, while we were yet away from God, God loved us. He gave his son and he died for us undeserved. We did not deserve his love or his sacrifice. Have you seen The Passion of Christ, the movie? Boy, did that invoke, evoke some big emotions. I remember seeing it. And it focused on the passion of Christ, his sufferings, and what he actually went through. And the, the movie captured the brutal experience of crucifixion. Very gory, very explicit, very moving. And Jesus suffered that. And it's one side of the cross, the Messiah suffering. But what we've discovered is the cross has two sides. It's not just about his suffering. In other words, what happened to Christ. But it's also about the Messiah triumphant through the cross. In other words, what happened through Christ. You see, God's love didn't just see the suffering of Christ to pay for our sin. His love went far beyond that to see a Messiah triumphant over death and sin so that you and I could live a life everlasting, a life more abundant. That is the message of the love of Christ. And so through the cross of Christ, God achieved the fulfilment of His love for us that we would be saved from our sins and we would be renewed back into fellowship with Him. And in a few moments, I'm going to give you a personal opportunity to experience that love, to experience that power. For the Bible says, as many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become a child of God. How great! is God's love toward us. Let's finish with just three ideas about the power of the love of God through the cross. Number one, the cross is the purpose of God. 
It's because of his love for us, the Bible says in Hebrews, that Christ would bring many children to glory. That we that were away would be brought into him. You see, that was his purpose. His love for us, wayward, prodigal, away from him. His purpose, because he so loved us, was to bring us to his glory. And we would live forever in the glory of God. The second idea is that the cross is the provision of God. It is through the cross that everything that God's love embodies, provides, and exists in Him come to us through the cross. How majestic that is. Wow. Therefore, the Bible says, you are no longer strangers or foreigners, but now you are fellow citizens with the saints. Through the provision of the cross because of God's great love for us, we who were strangers are now citizens. We now who were orphans are now His children. We who were lost are now found. This is the provision of our mighty, loving Father. A God of love, a God who has provided all things for us through Christ. The third thing that we need to understand about the cross is the cross isn't just about removing things. It's about bringing new things to pass. And so the third idea about the cross is that the cross of Christ is the power of God. Yes, it's the purpose of God. Yes, it's the provision of God. But the cross is the power of God. The Bible says this, Inasmuch as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, Christ himself likewise shared in the same, that through death on the cross, he might destroy him that has the power of death, the devil. The cross was the altar upon which the power of the devil, sin, the flesh, all things, were destroyed and conquered. And so you and I can walk free. That is the love of God. Not just to love us in our old state, not just to feel compassion for us in our own state. God's love was so great that He sent Jesus to the cross so that you and I could walk out of that past, that failure, that sin, that destruction, that loneliness, that torment and through the power of his love demonstrated through Christ on the cross we could walk into a new life a new beginning a new future a new destiny how great is God's love for us and so we have what I call the creative power of the cross that if we believe in Christ, if we receive His great provision, His great power, and His great purpose, we would become new creations in Christ. Totally new. The old has passed away. Behold, everything 
has become new. I wonder today, right where you are, maybe in your lounge or sitting somewhere watching this on a device, you could say, Gordon, you know today, I don't really know that power. I don't sense I have that destiny, that purpose. I don't really feel that I'm walking in the provision that you talk about, but I'd really like to. Friends, today the Bible says this, as many as received him, to those he gave the power to become the children of God. You can become a child of God by believing and receiving what Christ has achieved through the love of God for you personally. I'd like to personally invite you to pray this prayer with me. Maybe you could just bow your head right now and repeat this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Today I come to you. I give you my life. I believe that you died for me. That you rose again for me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me new. Today, I decide to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. It's been so good to hear a great message on the love of God on the cross. I believe there's no greater message than that. And I pray that it's uh, spoken to all of our hearts today. Come on, why don't we close in prayer? Father, we just thank you for this time that we've been able to gather to worship you and to be able to hear your word. Be glorified today, we pray. And even as we go, Father, bless us this week. Use us for your glory, Lord God, we pray. Let us be instruments in your hands, we pray. And this we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you.